Hey everyone, it's Kevin O'Connor. AKA Kevin O'Bomber. AKA Kevin O'Concert. Kevin! Wait a minute, you're not Chris Vernon. No, Kevin. Sadly, I'm not as cherubic or as raspy as Verno, but it is I, J. Kyle Mann. And folks, basketball has been and continues to be so very good. That's exactly why Kyle and I are hosting a brand new basketball show on a brand new podcast feed, The Ringer's NBA Draft Show. We're going to have you covered every week as we go in-depth and deep dive in hopes of answering an ever-important question in the NBA. Who's got next? Whether it's an international phenom like Victor Wimbanyama, or the G League Scoot Henderson, or stars from Overtime Elite like Amen Thompson, as well as a full-blown swarm of talented prospects from the promising 2023 NBA draft class. For sure, Kyle. And we're also going to get into players from the college ranks because this is a loaded class for us to discuss prospects rising and falling. And we're going to revisit and redraft recent draft classes and get into how the league's evolution could help inform what's valuable in a prospect of the future. This is a podcast for a fan of every team, whether you're losing and have high draft lottery odds or you're looking for sleepers later in the draft. We're going to be covering everything in the months to come, so please make sure you follow and subscribe to the Ringer NBA Draft Show. And hit us with those five-star ratings. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower What's Next. Start today at empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Welcome to the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Korlbeck, and we are combining our Sunday and Monday shows for a mega recap of Week 15 and a waivers extravaganza to help you for Week 16. Wow. We're going to start with their words for Week 15. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Extravaganza. That sounds I'm good. doing bad. I'm doing poorly because, <laughs> you know, you, you work all year, you study, you, you, you try and be active on the waiver wire. You really support your team emotionally, spiritually. You, you start hot. You go nine and one. You're feeling like you're on top of the world. Nothing can get in your way. And then you just <laughs> blow it in round one, and it's all for nothing. None of it matters. <laughs> so what's all of it for? 14 weeks of struggle and success. Working to do what? To flop to the sixth seed in the playoffs. Great. <laughs> I think I'm I feel like Craig, Craig is the audience avatar. There's probably a lot of people that had that problem. 
What's the uh, point of even doing any of this if you just it does it all comes down to one game and Justin Herbert decides to not throw the ball in the red zone, they just hand it off every time and then you Craig, lose. it's the journey, not the destination. Not you in have fantasy. To enjoy week in and week out. The small things, the little things, yes, you have to enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy this season ending. <laughs> all right, well, as you can see, we're starting with losers right off the back. We're going to get to our waiver uh, picks for the week at the uh, second half of the podcast. But as Craig noted, we're going to start with losers. So first loser is Craig. Yeah. Mm. Um, sorry, sorry Craig. Craig. Otherwise, the big loser of the weekend, it just was the weekend of the collapse. Yeah. Like, that was just the theme. I mean, Saturday had the Colts giving up. <laughs> oh, I mean, my the God. Biggest comeback in NFL yeah. history of the Vikings. <laughs> And then, I mean, Sunday, like the Bucs were up 17 to three and they turned it over four times in a row and they lose to the Bengals. And then the Patriots, I mean, we see what happened there. The Cowboys lost oh to the pick God. six in overtime. And then the Patriots said, the, we got to start the Patriots thing. I, I have, wa- how many times have you guys watched this play? Because I think. Probably like 10. <laughs> <laughs> the repeat of the stiff arm, like just like stiff armed into oblivion, Mac Jones. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. In, I don't know what Ramondre Stevenson was doing. I don't know what the fuck. Jacoby Myers was doing. Mac yeah. Jones couldn't make a tackle to save his life. <laughs> the tackle by the attempted tackle by Mac Jones is going to go down as like one of the funniest tackle <laughs> attempts ever. He got There's smushed a, into the ground. Just, just he got Heisman into the ground. <laughs> yeah, he did. That was that, all right. There's a certain there's a certain category of sports highlight where I watch it once and I physically have to watch it again. Like, it's addicting. It, it, and <laughs> it's like the longest video I've ever seen where I'm like, I have to watch the entire thing again because, it, I don't know, it's like a old man in the sea or like some book. You're like, I just read it again over and over and there's always something new. It's like... <laughs> it's a rewatchable. It's a rewatchable. <laughs> it's it's the play of the year. The, Sim- I feel like Simmons is never going to do a rewatchables on this no. one, though. The, we could do an hour and a half on it. The Mac Jones thing, it, it's, again, all players want to do, professional athletes just want to win. Like, it's 1A. 1B is never be embarrassed nationally. No one yeah. ever wants, like, Stephen yeah. A. Smith to open first take talking about how you suck and you should take all the blame and your entire family has to watch the entire country, like, make fun of you. It's everyone's greatest fear. I've come all the way through 24 hours later. I just feel bad for Jacoby Myers. Did you? I mean, well, there was a post-game yeah. presser with him and he, he really owned up to it and just kept sticking to the line of, like, I was just pr- trying to make a play, play hero ball, I made a mistake, I'm sorry. And they asked him, like, the same variation of the same question, like, 10 straight times, and he just kept having to repeat himself, being like, the coach didn't tell me to do this, I screwed <laughs> up, I'm so sorry. It's like he's like a Lee Harvey Oswald. Just he, I, I think he... I think acted what, alone. I think Ramondre Stevenson, like, got the, the lateral got the ball snowball rolling. moving, yeah. <laughs> and it happened yeah. once, and then Jacoby was like, oh, we're doing this? And then yeah. panicked, yeah. and then ruined the whole game. I think yeah. that's exactly it, where... It, like, he just wasn't like, oh, what were you thinking? I wasn't. I got thrown a ball. And I'm like, all right, lateral. Hot potato. I, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's, oh, God. I almost feel bad for the guy, too. So I, that was, but. Do we I know mean, how, had, how, are, how are Patriots fans taking this? Are, is everyone going to hate Jacoby Myers now? Or are they going to forgive him? How do you Have you seen, like, I feel like Twitter's it's more of a representation of the Patriots season as a whole than it's they are like, going fuck. to be mad at Jacoby Myers. It's just like <laughs> the cherry on top. I think hovering over all this is the fact that this happened against McDaniels, they're our mm. former, very impressive, <laughs> very accomplished offensive coordinator, and now he's gone, and you have Matt Patricia calling plays. Not that he necessarily called this lateral play, but it is hilarious that this happened under his regime. Yeah, Patriots God. fans, I can I can tell you from talking to, seeking out all of them that I know, 
uh, they're still just focused on like, well, the touchdown from 30 seconds early, he was out of bounds. So like, it's never going to happen. He was I mean, out they're of not bounds. wrong. They're not. <laughs> yeah, he was not clearly wrong. out of bounds. <laughs> the, yeah, the referees the were kind of this with weekend. this freaking game, man. Uh, I, of the three I, that you mentioned here, or of the four that you mentioned here, so the Cowboys lost a pick six. The Bucks, I mean, the Bucks collapse was arguably like worse than the Colts. The Colts lasted a little bit longer. The Bucks collapse within like four straight possessions. The game was like over. DK, DK, it was not worse than the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> it was fourteen Spirit, points. Like, like <laughs> literally, it wasn't worse, but like it felt more deflating. Maybe that I don't know. I don't know. The Bucks have been collapsing. They're perpetually collapsing every <laughs> week. So to me, this meant when I saw them up 17-3, I was like, I have there's no shot in fucking hell they win this game. The Colts what? 33 to nothing at one at point. Right? Weren't you guys excited to turn the game off and go back to your Saturday? <laughs> yeah. I think I everyone was, either didn't watch or was like, thank God I don't have to watch this. I was golfing. I completely missed the whole game. I had to go back and rewatch it. <laughs> and I just was getting texts like, Matt Ryan, man, this man is responsible for two. Easily of the of the, the two worst collapse in NFL history, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I talk about people who will be associated with that forever. Poor Matt Ryan. But I have to say, like, I, I was on Saturday. Like, I was like, all right, let me watch some of this game. I was just cleaning. And then they went up 23, 30, whatever it ended up being at halftime. I was like, oh, thank God. Let me go out and get some, like, Christmas stuff. And I just start. I didn't pay attention. I was, like, shopping at Amazon. I was getting gifts. I look up. I'm like, oh, that's weird. They keep. And then I look up and I'm like, is that a one possession game? <laughs> And I was, it went from like, oh, wow, they're frauds. To, it was like if SBF was released from jail. That's how I felt. That's how I felt. Who felt the worst going to bed that night? Laying in bed, looking up at the ceiling. Who felt the worst? Tom Brady, Matt Ryan, or Jacoby Myers? Jacoby Myers. It's not even close. It's not oh, even yeah. close. I don't want to yeah. hear any argument. Jacoby Myers, <laughs> it's layers on layers and layers of everything you don't want. He acted rogue in a team sport. He defied all his coaches. He let all his teammates down. Everyone in the fucking, sorry, curse, trying to curse this. Everyone in the country is making fun of him. Not even just for being dumb. And not only did you cost the, your team the game, legit might have cost the Patriots a playoff season. I know, that's like it the truly biggest thing. might have. The swing with the playoff odds, I was watching, uh, who's the guy on Sunday Night Football that does the playoff odds? I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Steve Kornacki. Yes, yes. Um, he was talking about like the, the odd swing. Like Basically, the Patriots would have had like really strong odds of going to the playoffs if they had won that game, and now it's like very remote chances of going to the playoffs. It's like, By the way, I love that so television brutal. thing that Karnacki has. Like, I love around playoff time, ESPN turns into CNN during an election. Yes. He's got a big <laughs> television. What's the, guy? Like what's the Tracing stuff on the screen. What's the CNN guy's name? Is it like John Kelly? Something like John King. John King, right. Yeah, it's like the ESPN version of John King. It's but he does no, no, no. that. He does John that too King during is controlled. The John King is controlled and measured and he talks fast. Steve Kornacki's like Charlie from It's Always Sunny. Like doing that Pepe <laughs> Sylvia. The dots. Like, Carol! Yeah. Carol! Like, that's just Steve <laughs> Kornacki. Like, too much coffee. Uh, oh, my God. All right. Otherwise, yeah. God, that was really bad. Uh, one, one other note, though, I have to tell you guys. Can I blow your minds for a second? Yeah. Colts. Biggest comeback allowed ever in NFL history, obviously. Colts defense, highest scoring fantasy football defense of the week. Nice. Wow. What? <laughs> Fantasy. I, shout out to Luke for emailing us this. Well, because they had two touchdowns, right? That's Yeah, but I've never been more convinced in my life that fantasy football is broken. Yeah, they scored, but literally, they allowed the most points of any team this week, and the Colts allowed the most yards of any team this week, and they're the number one team by far. <laughs> the Browns, the Browns defense allowed three points and had like half as many points in fantasy defense as the Colts did, who allowed 36 more points. 
nothing gets Heifetz's goat more than like unlogical or illogical fantasy scoring. Like it just, it, there's nothing you know, worse in the world. You know why it bothers me? Because there are so many things that bother you about the world that you kind of just shrug and you're like, well, <laughs> this nothing is something I can do I can about actually that. actually complain about. Yeah. Fantasy football, it's like, <laughs> I need to convince like six of my friends to change this and we just, <laughs> we can fix it. It's like, so it's a power it. trip. This is you on a power trip. You literally no, only need like a soft majority to change this yeah. rule in your fantasy league. It's just like, it's the only thing I can like, I, I can make a change to the world. That's anyway. All right. Think globally, uh, act locally. There you go. Exactly. Also, real quick, we're on the Cowboys game. Trevor Lawrence uh, was My fantastic God. and is fantastic. Three straight really good games. Maybe you could even say like going back six games, he's been on fire. No, he had no. He had that one flop right in the middle of that stretch. They lost to the the Lions, fourteen to forty. Yeah. Okay, so that one little guy. Don't worry about yeah. that little guy. But the rest <laughs> okay. of them, I mean, but like, look, last three games, uh, eight touchdowns, one pick. He's also had sixty yards and a rushing TD. So he has nine touchdowns and one pick. He's he's the QB two in fantasy in the last three weeks. Um, in addition to being like a really awesome real life quarterback, he just looks really good. He's He's sort of turning into the prince that was promised. You know what I mean? Like he he is the guy that we thought he was going to be right. the last month or so, and uh, it's just really fun to see. Plus, it's making the Jags really sneaky um, potential playoff team here late in the season, and obviously they they beat the Cowboys, which is going to have implications for later in the year. Like the Cowboys are going to have to, you know, try harder as the season goes on. They're just not going to be able to cakewalk down the down the stretch. Yeah, so I, I, we can move into winners here, and I'll, I'll lump Trevor Lawrence into this category. My first winner is the quarterbacks who murdered your soul and destroyed all hope this weekend <laughs> in fantasy okay. football. And it's it's Jalen fucking Hurts, it's Josh fucking Allen, it's Patrick fucking Mahomes, and I guess it's Kirk fucking Cousins. Wow. I'm picking up for the swearing that Heifetz is leaving out. I'm actually yeah. I'm adding for that. Nature finds a way. Man, were these guys just absolute murders. Like Michael Myers that couldn't die. I was going up against Jalen Hurts this week. And you, you know you do the thing where you go back and you look at his entire season on Yahoo. Like you click his little blurb and you see how many points he scored all year in each game. And you just look at the worst game he put up that year and you're like, all right, it was 20. Okay, I could deal with 20. If Jalen Hurts puts up 20, no big deal. <laughs> he starts the game, he throws like two picks in the first half. He's got no touchdowns through the air. He like runs one and I'm like, all right, Jalen Hurts is having a bad game. The thing that sucks about the modern quarterback in fantasy football is that the best ones can can obviously do both, right? Get you a man that can do both. They can run and pass. <laughs> and the fact that Jalen Hurts can have an incredibly mediocre day through the air and still eviscerate you for 30 plus points in fantasy is absolutely demoralizing. <laughs> and Josh Allen is the same way. Yeah. Uh, I was going up against, in one league, I was going up against Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. After like one day, I was down 60 to nothing, essentially. And I was just like, there's no way. Like, this is my, this team coming into the league was 13 and one, like ridiculously good team. I'm like, I'm going to get like fucked in the first round here. This sucks. Like, whatever. My two quarterbacks, Craig, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. This is a super flex league. I'm back, baby. You're back? Yeah, I, I'm, I won. <laughs> it was like the greatest, like, freaking roller coaster of emotions because, like, what you're saying, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Going up against Kirk Cousins, and then obviously Justin Jefferson. So it's just like the two. It was it was like Jason versus Jason, or whatever. I don't know what another I just, unkillable we, villain is. But I know that we continue to say that you know be smart about how you draft your quarterbacks in fantasy. You don't need to get the best one in the league. You spend too much money on him. You can get there's still, there's still nothing worse. There's nothing <laughs> worse than just playing an elite quarterback in fantasy who just no. is relentless. We're gonna talk about that later this week. I, things things have changed. In the quarterback yes. world. Yes, they have. Not just quarterbacks, 
There were also so many random players that scored so many points this week. Yeah. So many weird flexes. Yeah. Super weird flex, but okay. Um, yeah. First off, Zay Jones. Zay Jones is the overall 19th best wide receiver in fantasy football this season. Wasn't it like a, up to a week ago we were trying to convince people to put him on their teams? Yes. Like on the waiver wire? Yeah. He's the wide receiver 19. He cleared like the 40% thresh, 40-ish percent threshold we use to like cut off waivers. I feel like he was out of that exercise like last week. Yes. <laughs> the first week he was over. That's crazy. He had 31 points. He had three touchdowns this week. He's had like four giant games and hasn't really done a lot anywhere else. And that's, I yeah. guess, enough to make him a top 20 player in fantasy this year. So congrats to Zay Jones. I doubt anyone started him, but there you go. <laughs> I mean, especially between him and Evan Ingram last week, like Trevor Lawrence has just been like, there's been blow up spots in the Jaguars. It's been kind yeah. of crazy. Also, I, I have to, my Craig thing though, I know. Heifetz was texting about this all day on Sunday. Jarek fucking McKinnon! <laughs> Let the he was somehow fly. so triggered. Who somehow I talked <laughs> myself out of as the number one running back last week because I was like, well, he's the number one running back. What are they going to do it again? Like, play the Texans. They're going to be up a little bit. I'm an idiot. I hate... All right. First of all, it just became... Somehow, Jarek McKinnon screens are just now the basis of the Kansas City offense and they can't score without him. Don't know when that happened. You know when you got to go through your team, you feel great coming to your team in the beginning of the year, and you play well, then there's a crisis of faith, and you're like, oh my God, I don't know. And then by the time you get to the playoffs, you're like, you know what? This team's actually really good. I actually think I'm going to win. And then I, I had like two of those teams this year that both were just facing McKinnon. And I was like, <laughs> God damn it. You go through all this shit what just are so the Jonathan odds? Taylor. You go through all this just so Jonathan Taylor can get hurt on like his second carry, and then Jarek McKinnon drops like 30 points. And I'm like, I'm stupid. I'm stupid for caring about this game. I'm stupid <laughs> for predicting the future. I like I I, I hate this. And I all I, I went on such a McKinnon deep dive that I found out he has more touchdowns after December 1st in his career on a third of the games. So he's just like the late season guy for them. Clutch yes. king. Wow. Ice in his veins. I I, again, they're the dumbest I ever feel doing this show with you guys is when a random ass player. There's a lot of moments. He's like, I'm sure. well, so many. But the dumbest I feel is when a random ass player is like the number one player at their position and we do the waivers. And we're like, well, it's not going to happen again. Yeah. And then it immediately <laughs> the next week, they're just the number one running back again. It's the stupidest I ever feel. Well, speaking of that, Craig, you had this guy written down. KJ Osborne. What do we do with this guy? Nothing. We do nothing. We 16 just, targets? Oh, no, no. Yeah, relatedly. <laughs> relatedly. 16 no. targets. I will not be tricked. We put that away. We put it in the cupboard. <laughs> we close the door. I was going to say, it's like, this is the same thing. It's either next week against the Giants, KJ Osborne will just have 200 yards. <laughs> or, but I'm also torn like broken clocks, right? It's like, you know, broken clocks right twice a day and, and like random third receivers just are have like 30 points once a season. I mean, he had 300 yards on the season before this game and he had 157 <laughs> yesterday. I can't believe I just came out of the Jerick McKinnon thing and now we're like, KJ Osborne. I'm going to talk myself into him next week. I think sure. he better be no. your number one pick then in these I wide receiver waivers. Swear to God, I hate, no, I hate, I hate myself. I saw, right. this is the, this is the curse of like Dynasty and this is the, crux of Dynasty Brain, you guys. Like, one time I saw this stat where he had, like, a really, really fast 10-yard split. Like, one of the best 10-yard splits of, like, anyone ever. What's a 10-yard split? Explain Like, that. the first 10 yards of your 40-yard dash. So he's oh. really quick, in other words. Got it. And, it, like, it's somewhat predictive in terms of, like, how good you are, because it's a big part of route running and separation, all that stuff. And so, like, I've always had, like, this, like, I've got him on, like, my Dynasty teams, KJ Osborne, whatever. I'm 100% like, gonna fall for this shit and start him next week. And it's going to be terrible. 
Well, once a year, I guess he'll have a heat. He's like an eclipse. <laughs> yeah. I also, we'll talk this more on the draft show, but I still can't believe that they have receivers run a 40-yard dash from like a track position instead of just, you know, a receiver. Like, why don't they just have, like, they just have them start from... It's because not, all the numbers would then be screwed up from all past numbers. I, You'd have nothing to compare that. it to. So they get two chances at the 40-yard dash. Just have them do a third one and just have them do one without being in the track position. And then eventually you'll have enough data on all these guys. Like, and if you're like, oh, well, they just ran the dash. They're tired. Yeah, so as that happens in a game, too. Oh, interesting. You have to run more than two routes. I like the idea of a tired 40-yard dash where you have to run a mile and then immediately run the 40-yard dash after that. We can see how, yeah. how these people hold up. That's good. Grit. Grit. All right. Probably unanswerable questions, DK. All right. Are there any great teams in the NFL right now? So obviously we talked about some of the collapses earlier, but like even the teams that won, the Eagles snuck one out against the Bears. The Chiefs had to be had to go to overtime to beat the Texans. Uh, the Ravens lost to the Browns. And not that like we thought the Ravens were a great team, but like just I'm just ticking off the, like the top teams, like some of the best record teams. Um, and then obviously I don't even know what to do with Minnesota's win. Like the first <laughs> half they were complete a- and absolute frauds. The second half greatest t- comeback of ever. I don't know. Maybe we land somewhere in the middle and they're just fine. And then the 49ers, who are like, in theory, a great team, have Brock Purdy at quarterback. And obviously, I know he's played well, but come on. I mean, we're not going to call the 49ers I, a great team because they have with Brock Purdy at quarterback, right? I'm just excited for the Vikings to like outdo Tom Brady's 28-3 to Falcons comeback in the Super Bowl. And instead of being like, wow, what a great job at the Patriots, we're going to be like, wow, average it out. Just absolute frauds. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They, did they even win the Super Bowl? <laughs> like, they suck. Yeah, yeah, they won the Super Bowl, but their point margin was eight. So, yeah, but at one point in the game, they got down 33 to nothing. Like, they're not good, right? I, don't I know. know how many, saying, how many teams can come back from 33 nothing, DK? <laughs> I don't know what to do to with be. this information, Craig. Can I offer up a great team suggestion that's not on this list? Yeah. Can we just get a sing? Can we get any love for the, the Bengals who have won six straight football games? They're quietly really fucking good. Yeah. As someone who kind of thought the Bengals would have some wheels come off this year, I, I think that they, I kind of think if you put a gun to my head, I kind of think that they would. Like you're picking them to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, like who's actually going to, I kind of think the Bengals look like the best team in some ways. I mean, I I still think the Chiefs are the best team, but. Yeah, but the Bengals, the Bengals have consistently, the way that, the Bengals are like the only team that can consistent, have consistently flummoxed Mahomes. Joe Burrow's never lost to him. No, but it's not, but it's not just Burrow. It's like their defense has like broken the Chiefs offense like three times. Yeah. In, you know, and no one else has really been able to do that. You know who? The, you know who's a great team? Heifetz. Wait, before well, I was we move say on, great teams. The New York Giants. I mean, oh yeah. So Heifetz went to this game last night. I want to know what the the mood in the press box was when that call against Terry McLaurin on the goal line. The dumbest call the I've seen in a long time. I was livid when he I saw that. He checks in with the line judge, who gives yeah. him like the thumbs up. That, he hey, checked in. Good. He checked in. He scooted up like a little bit, not very yes. much, but a little bit. And then it was like, okay, I'm good to go. It was like the like the ticky tackiest little tiny ah. infraction. It was so stupid. Like <laughs> I that use offside. That kind of shit happens. <laughs> that that shit happens like a hundred so times dumb. a game. Like, line up off, line up on side. Not to mention oh. that Curtis Samuel got mugged on that last yeah, pass. He's as well. like literally getting hugged That's from good behind. Defense. That's oh good my defense. god, we're talking to the wrong person. Craig, no, let me let say- me direct this to you. <laughs> what did you think of that? Because that was bullshit in my mind. What is the explanation? What, like the referee literally gave McLaurin the signal. Like, yep, I, think, I acknowledge. So 
officially. The one thing I got to ask is like, everyone's just assuming that, well, the ref told him good. I'm like, I get Terry said that. I, I, maybe the ref had a brain fart. I look, it's absolutely a ticky tacky penalty there. Like, especially in out. that situation, especially when it's just a run up the game. I'm like, acknowledging that. The only thing I, I do think there's somewhat of a massive leap in logic and being like, the ref told McLaurin he was good. Like, he scooted up. We don't know the ref said, yeah. Well, yeah. I know that does, pro- he probably looked Officially, that way. I think according to the rule book, like, the referees are not, like, granting you immunity if you point at them. Yeah, but not it's like deal. an unwritten exactly. rule of football now where these receivers right. check in because it's telling the ref, hey, I don't want to break I'm the rules. I'm aware of the fact yes. I'm, like, it on the line. every play. And it happens, yeah. like, the, these receivers line up, they do this, like, on almost every play. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this was, like, the weirdest spot to do this because this yeah. kind of shit happens all the time. He was like maybe back a foot too far, two feet too far. The guy, the slot receiver was lined up well off him. So like spiritually, they were in the right formation. He was just like technically a little bit off the line of scrimmage. It's it so was like lame. such bullshit. It's lame. I will say I'm almost annoyed by it at this point because they still have had to do the two-point conversion and the yeah. Washington's like the worst team. Literally, like I think they maybe are the worst team from two yards out. So Part of me is almost like, oh, I wish they just gotten it, but also not at yeah. all. Whatever. Also, I mean, whatever. Heifetz is a Giants fan, and he, you know, if whatever. this had but happened like... to the Giants, I'd be livid, and I acknowledge that. <laughs> I will just say two things: the Giants literally lost to Washington in Week Three last year because they called offsides on a field goal that Washington missed. There was no offsides, and then they moved it up five yards, and they made it as time expired. Then also, they Washington literally beat the Eagles a month ago on Monday Night Football because they face maxed Dallas Goddard so hard that he fumbled, and like. They didn't call face mask. And again, I'm not saying that's dumb. I'm not, def- I'm not really, I, it was bad. They were, they, the, these were bad calls. But Washington's also benefited from calls and like it happens. Yeah, and I, I get that. Like that's like big picture, like bad calls happen. I think just it was like the optics of this particular play like drove me nuts. I will say, Hyvitz, if you go back a few weeks, we were talking about this uh, Washington by Washington matchup for the Giants or whatever. Or sorry, the Washington was on. It was New York by New York. And we were like talking about how like the Giants are going to get totally fucked in this situation. Turns out they got a tie and a win, and now they're like way yep. more favored to go to the playoffs. Like the, oh, yeah. I think Washington's like almost out of it at this point. And now. yet, I think the Commanders are better. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, but, but that's that to me is ridiculous because the one thing that's being forgotten is yes, they scored a touchdown. They still would have had to do a two point conversion mm-hmm. to tie the game. Imagine if it had been twenty twenty then twenty twenty again. Well, that's the funniest part is yeah. that. It would have been a 20, like the, if they'd gone to overtime again and tied again at 20 to 20, that, I mean, that would have been the fun. I mean, what would the betting odds have been if you had bet on another 2020 <laughs> tie? Astronomical. Like, a thousand to one? Like, I, I, yeah. uh, oh, anyway. by the way, real quick before we move on from this game, I feel like Saquon Barkley was listening to like all the pundits and stuff this last week, week and a half about how, how he looks like kind of shitty again. He's not running downhill. He's dancing around too much. He's, you know, all this stuff that like has been kind of following him around his whole career. And like, there is some elements of truth to it. He was running hard, like, ver- like downhill in this game. I thought he looked awesome. That fourth quarter stretch where he had like three straight 10 yard runs was, yeah. and he was just he spinning was, like, his way to first downs left and putting right. the team on his back, you know? They were so, doing yeah, that, that at a shotgun too on first down, like the shotgun runs for like 14 yards a piece. That was pretty cool. All right. Well, um, great officiating this weekend. All right. Next award. <laughs> Yeah, so we used to have this award called I'm Not Mad, Just Disappointed. I'm slightly tweaking that to uh, Pretty Mad and Also Disappointed, and I'm giving that to Pat Fryerbooth. Hey, Pat, zero targets? <laughs> Fantasy playoffs? Zero against the Panthers? Really? 
Really? You just, you couldn't, you weren't open once. You were, you played the whole game. I saw you out there. Nothing. You just goose egg me. You're like a top five tight end this year. Nope. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> do you blame, do you blame him or Trubisky though? Both. Yeah. I have to blame Pat a little bit. I do. What, do you blame yourself? No, not this time. <laughs> <laughs> not this time. Very strongly no on that. There was no, no doubt in his mind. No. So anyway. <sighs> anyway, well, be, because of Pat Firemuth, I did not just because of him, because of a collection of players. I, I am out this week in my long running high school league. So with that said, I'd like to say goodbye to a player that I will no longer have the pleasure of managing. There's always a few guys who you're like, you know what? This was a great year, especially the ones you didn't expect to have this year. I'd like to give that to Terry McLaurin. I love Terry McLaurin now. He's the best. I would like to have him again in the future. I, I wish nothing but the best for Terry McLaurin. I'm sad to see him go. Thank you for everything, Terry. Well, you know, if he had just lined up on sides for your fantasy team, maybe you would have been able to go to overtime. Right. If if the commanders didn't have that extra ref that the Giants had, maybe yeah. I'd still be alive. Wait, so is this is this you saying you don't ever want to draft him again? Or is this just like, no. you, just like no, a I'm bittersweet, like, I goodbye. love you, like, goodbye. I'm sad to see you go, you know? Yeah. It's not even goodbye, it's see you later. It's like, I'm going to draft oh. you again because I loved you. Yeah. See you down the road. We should, should we just made it that a segment at the end of the year, like like Yelp reviews, <laughs> like on players that we really liked? Five out of five would recommend. <laughs> Incredible like, plating yeah. on this one. Yeah. Five stars. <laughs> Service was immaculate. I get it. I thought for a second that you you guys were like, saying, peace, I'm done. No. That makes more sense. Okay. No, no, no. I, I also, I would like to do that as well for Ken Walker. I think my Ringer Fantasy mm. League, let's yeah. get 20 points from Christian Watson tonight. Uh, real tough to have Ken Walker and Jonathan Taylor combo meal this week, but Ken Walker, it was Ugh. an absolute pleasure. Yeah. And um, I hope to see you again. Just absolute fantastic. A gentleman and a scholar, Ken Indeed. Walker. <laughs> I also, I'm sad to see you go. He's going to be a high draft pick next year, you guys. Yeah. We're going to talk ourselves into it big time. All right. Uh, lastly here, the reports of my death are greatly exaggerated award. Yeah, so this is a quote that is attributed to Mark Twain, I believe. It's really a Shane Battier meme now. Okay, well, what, what, however, whatever generation you subscribe to or whatever and, and feel this one. Zeke, the reports of Zeke's death, I think, have been greatly exaggerated. Since week <laughs> six, Ezekiel Elliott is the uh, RB9 in points per game. Obviously, Pollard has overshadowed him a little bit because he's the RB4 in that stretch. But like Zeke has been like pretty consist consistently good week in and week out for a while now. And we're kind of ignoring it because I think we all jumped off the Zeke ship. He looks old and slow and all that. But by the way, he had an injury last year and he looks pretty good lately. I just wanted to shout that out, acknowledge it. We've been kind of like we've shit on him in the past. I've shit on him personally just because I wanted Pollard to play more. But guess what? Pollard's playing more. It's great. And Zeke looks good. So I just wanted to like throw that out there. I do think that Zeke's, when you look at his fantasy performance, it looks impressive, but his fantasy performance kind of belies the eye test. He just runs for 50 yards and a touchdown every week. That's all it is. He has been yeah. a little touchdown dependent. I, a little. <laughs> I, he's extremely. He's scored a touchdown every in every game since week five. Yeah, but they're, they're good offense. And I don't know. I actually kind of disagree. I think his the eye test, he's looked pretty good. <laughs> I, uh, I told Maybe you guys relative. that I bullied my friend to playing fantasy football for the first time but he was like, I don't want to root against the Cowboys. So he just took like every single player on the Cowboys. Plus like DJ Dallas, because his name was Dallas. And he just <laughs> started like 0-7. But like now he's like 8-7 and in this league because the Cowboys wow. are playing so well. I'm like the Zeke Pollard combo. It's like the, the Metcalf-Locker combo. Where it's like, we just had those two guys. It's kind of better than anything else you could have done. Yeah. Dak is back. 
Yeah, well, yeah. The, the pick at the end of the game was not his fault. Like it wasn't. Yeah, didn't it bounce off the uh, dude's hands or yeah, yeah, right off his hands. All right. Most really, the most important award of the day is the burn book. This the, the the mythical the fantasy playoffs burn book. Perhaps the most important one of them all. DK, while you were gone last week, um, mm. we burned Mike Evans, which I thought really you would have been. I mean, I get that. One. Yeah, that's fine. Do you guys have any candidates for burn book this week? Because I have one. Are we basing this off of kind of their entire season or, or the last four or five weeks leading up to this or just strictly based on this week, you're pissed because that's the playoffs and it doesn't matter what you've done in the past? I mean, ideally both, but we'll, I'll hear both. Well, I mean, I'd love to nominate Pat Fryer most. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, can, I, can, I think I can want to one-up you. Okay. I think we should burn Mark Andrews. Oh, mm. do we not already? Because yes, that, I no. think that needs Mark to Mark Andrews, so before he hurt his shoulder, Mark Andrews was basically Travis Kelsey. They were like indistinguishable. He hit his shoulder in week seven. Since then, he's basically been like bad Gerald Everett. And like, again, he got hurt. <laughs> Gerald Everett with more drops, which is yeah, it saying sucks. something. And like, I, again, he, he's injured. He's playing hurt. That's the problem. However, for your team, this is a problem. And again, even the game he got hurt, he got hurt very early in the game. He left. Like, take that out. Take that out of the equation. Like, you can't help you get hurt early in the game. Since he came back in fantasy points per game, Mark Andrews worse than Kyle Pitts. Mark Andrews has been worse than Noah Fant. Since he, Mark Andrews came back from injury, he would be the third best fantasy tight end on the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> per oh. game. Behind Hooper and Chig. Behind oh. Austin Hooper and Chig Okwanko. He's literally been worse than those two guys per game. Oh, boy. That's fair. I, I think it, the, the spirit of the burn book is to factor in the entire year or at least the last you know month or so. So I'm, I'm okay with, with taking Mark Andrews and burning him. Also, like, relative to expectation. True. That's the he's thing. He's supposed so to be your bad. best. Imagine Mark Andrews for the last two months. You've been having him. Being, all right, at least I got this huge advantage here. And again, part of it's because Lamar got it, went out. But you, every week for two months, you're like, all right, well, I got this huge advantage to tight end. And then the other guy who just picked up, like, Evan Engram or Chigo Conquo or Noah Fant is just beating you at tight end every week. Yeah, it's tough. Mark Andrews, you're in the burn book. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mark. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. All right, those are our awards. Second game of the doubleheader here. It's the extravagance. We're going to do waivers. Yeah. So again... Gonna go through every position, waivers, and if we pick the same guy at each at a position, then we're gonna do like a little trivia tiebreaker. Are we doing mm -hmm. this in expedited fashion? Maybe slightly. Okay. Running back, we'll start right there. Hot week. I mean, for running back, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. For so sure. the big news: Jonathan Taylor ankle injury is probably out for the season. So I assume, but I don't want to assume. I am taking Zach Moss first. He had twenty four carries in this Vikings game, so yeah. I will be taking Zach Moss for the Colts. He got traded there from the Bills at the trade deadline. So, can I, DK, can I you taking Zach Moss? Yeah. So, I, I have 
basically written down Zach Moss slash Deion Jackson. Because mm-hmm. the last time Jonathan Taylor got hurt, Deion Jackson was like a top 10 fantasy player. And he's kind of the more receiving. He was like the number one player in fantasy. Right. He was literally number yeah. one. And he's kind of like the, the receiving part of the replacement package. Zach Moss is more of the first, second down guy. Deion Jackson, I think he's had like 10 catches in a game this year. So are you doing this because of recency bias? Or do you actually think Zach Moss is just going to outperform Deion Jackson moving forward? I mean, to tell you the truth, I don't know. I think Deion do we need ja- to the thing, we, Jeff, let's double check the date at which Zach Moss was traded because I believe Moss came to the team after that big Deion Jackson game, though I'm not 100% sure. The Deion Jackson game was week six. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they traded for Zach Moss after that. Yeah, no, Zach Moss didn't play for the Colts till week 10. Also, Jeff Sat, like the head coach of the Colts was literally fired and replaced by someone else You're after right. that Deion Jackson game. That would be why I lean Zach Moss in this situation. So if you look back at yesterday, and this is the only information we have with both these guys on the field together. Moss had 53 snaps and 24 carries. Deion Jackson had 25 snaps, 13 carries. I think they're both honestly worth putting a waiver at a waiver like request in. I would probably prioritize Zach Moss just based on the fact that he saw way more snaps, way more carries. Um, and they both had one target. Yeah. Put one in for both. And, and if you can't get Moss, then hopefully you get Jackson. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think that's a really good question, Craig. And it, I mean, Deion Jackson probably does have the much better receiving opportunity. I just do come back to what we were saying about Jack McKinnon. Like, well, one guy got 24 carries. And again, it's in a game where they were up 30 points. So like, maybe that doesn't happen again. But I think and those are the two really next strong week. options. They have a really yes. easy week against the run. So both those guys are probably really good options. Yeah. Uh, so Zach Moss showdown time. Let's do, do it. it. What a week for Zach. It is the Zach Moss Woo! showdown time. Now that we're in the playoffs, can I let you guys in on a little secret? What? Please do. We got an email very early on, maybe week one or two. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked if we should, if we were keeping track of the showdown time performances, the trivia performances and, mm. and keeping tally. And then at the end, we were going to do something and they suggested an idea of whatever. So I have secretly been keeping track this entire season of how (laughs) we have done in trivia. Oh, wow. I have not added up any of the total points yet, but now that we're in the playoffs, I want you guys to know that I have been keeping track. Our point system of first place gets two, second place gets one, and third place in the trivia round gets negative one. So that was what the (laughs) the emailer suggested. Yeah. I would... You I wish we had negative. a little like asterisk for you get zero if you're like an order of mag. Like it's one of those like well, you get one negative person one gets it exactly. I know just one person gets it exactly, and two people were like a trillion off. But like oh, God, so wait, you don't know who's winning right now. I don't do? know who's winning, and we will. We we should now that I wanted to tell you guys to give us a couple weeks to think about how we should end this saga. If we should have a, a you know some type of award or consequence or if we should have like a final trivia that's worth more points like a double jeopardy situation i don't know oh that's but, good i i have this double as yeah. a plus you want to double this as should a be worth double yeah it should be worth double okay money ball technically we should have started that last week then but whatever yeah email us at ringerfantasyfootballgmail.com if you have extra trivia questions to send in or oh uh stakes to put on for the end Mm. Oh, I thought for some reason you said steaks, and I thought you meant S T E A K. I was like hungry. Oh, no, I, no, no. I am hungry. I was like, winner gets a nice couple of steaks. Sounds no, good to no, me. That's, they don't have to say steaks. <laughs> anyway, all right. For Zach Moss, it's from Seth. 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 What year was the first canned beer introduced? Wow. Hmm. I like this. It's good. I feel like this is in DK's wheelhouse. He's a history buff. Well, you just cursed All right, me. you guys, Thank you guys you. ready? <laughs> Fucking I'm like, Justin me. Tucker hasn't missed a kick in seven years. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. Wait, hold wait, on. wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Jeez, hold on. Jeez. Clearly, Hyman has an idea. God damn it. Okay. I'm so scared. 
I'm terrified. I just had my first gut. And I'm not talking myself out of it. I like my first answer. All right. Three, two, one, go. Oh, Ooh, wow. this is going to be interesting. So Heifetz put 1890. Wow. Craig said 1940. I said 1905. So shit. What do we got? God, I just need it to be. The answer is. Ugh, it's 1935. Let's go, Craig. Damn, that's so frustrating. 1935. Yeah, because I was trying to figure out like when did they start using aluminum cans? Yeah, right. It couldn't have been know. that long ago. Um, all right. So 1935. I'm, I'm sad. You can't make canned drinks without like heavy like machinery, right? Like right. you got to yeah, like shoot carbon dioxide into there. You have to carbonate sad. it. But it was the first, you know? I don't think it could be... All right, anyway. Okay, so Craig gets Zach Moss. Nice. So, DK, you're second. Would you be taking Deion Jackson next, or would you be going for, like, Tyler Algier on the Falcons, or what? Going off the board, I'm going Tyler Algier. Nice. I, I actually considered putting him over Zach Moss. I think it's very close. For starters, Algier has looked really good, I think. Like, he runs hard. He breaks a lot of tackles. Um, you know, this is obviously a very run-heavy team for the Falcons, especially with the rookie quarterback now. Caleb Huntley tore his Achilles... So it takes what was like a three-man rotation, and now it's probably more just going to be Cordero Patterson, Tyler Algier, Tyler Algier uh, for the Falcons. He had 17 carries this last week, 139 yards and a touchdown, plus a two-point conversion. So I don't know. Building on like the rookies tend to finish strong deal, I'm going with Tyler Algier. Yeah, it's, it's the same idea, honestly, for like Zach Moss or Algier. It's like they're going to get double-digit carries. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. And then yeah. Deion Jackson, you're kind of hoping like, all right, well, maybe he plays more, but it just, Deion Jackson has obviously been the number one running back, but that was when he was getting those things. We just don't know as much about Deion Jackson. Right. So now for me, it's kind of a question of Deion Jackson and Chuba Hubbard for the Panthers, mm-hmm. who is just kind of like the starting running back for Carolina now. Like he played most of the early downs, played all the third downs, played all the two minute drill. And like Deontay Foreman had negative fantasy points this week. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because Foreman, like Foreman's not totally healthy, but like this thing, Hubbard didn't like touch the ball that much, but he's playing a lot. So on one hand, like, do you want that for the Panthers? And the, the Panthers are playing the Lions this week, which the Lions defense is bad. But the Lions defense is, like, so bad, and they score so much that teams don't run a lot on the Lions. I don't know. There's a lot of Galaxy. I think the Lions on. defense has been a little bit better, too, over the last It has been much better. So, yeah, it's really tough. Part of me, I think that Chuba Hubbard's probably safer. Like, Chuba Hubbard seems like a really good bet to also get double-digit carries. Deion Jackson probably has more upside. So it's yeah. tough. I, 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 can I throw in a name that you should choose? Or think about choosing, yeah, Khalil Herbert coming off of IR. Um, it sounds like he's going to be ready to go pretty soon. Here, prior to getting injured, it was a rotation between between David Montgomery and Herbert, um, and he's like certified good player. So that's another guy I throw out there. The usage is kind of uncertain, and the injury makes it a little bit more uncertain. But I think he's maybe worth picking up at least. Obviously, the season's almost over, but yeah. Honestly, I'm on the fence. Part of me thinks maybe Chuba, just because he's playing so much for Carolina, that like I, mm. it's just a lot of playing time. Deion Jackson's more of a guessing game. But honestly, I think he could go either way. What would you guys do? I think I would go with Chuba, just because I, just I know. Just because it's more secure. Yeah, yeah I know yeah. what I'm getting. And then, DK, would you take Khalil Herbert after Deion Jackson and then maybe like James Cook in Buffalo? Yeah. Yeah, or maybe like a Jalen Warren again. We've been saying his name like every freaking week, but he had 11 carries, season high. Um, I don't know what that means. You know, I don't know if the Steelers are going to continue that, but he's like a high, high end uh, handcuff at the very least. Mm-hmm. All right, I like I like this order. So Zach Moss, Tyler Algier, Chuba Hubbard, Deion Jackson, James Cook, Khalil mm-hmm. Herbert, and then you know Gus Edwards, Jalen Moore. Yeah, exactly. Stuff. All right, wide receiver. 
I think I got an obvious one here, but there's actually another. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of good options here. I'm going with Jahan Dotson for the Commanders. Same, same. same. I mean, he just looks awesome for starters. He's uh, legit he, good. All these other guys yeah. are like waiver wired wide receiver threes. Who right. You're hoping like the Jahan Dotson, I think in like the next few years could be like a legitimate player in the NFL. He's kind of already Fantastic. surpassed Curtis Samuel too on the pecking order. I think in their passing game. Um, Curtis Samuel started the year just getting a ton of volume, but now that's kind of like petered off. And uh, D- Jahan Dotson seems healthy. He is a playmaker in the air. Like, he went up and stole a ball from a Giants uh, defender last night, which is really impressive. And two straight really good games. Like, he's playing more, getting more targets. Like, early in the year, he was just, like, not having enough volume to be feeling really good about it. But he had nine targets in week 13, came back, had six targets in this game, four catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Um, yeah, I like, John, I like John Dotson. Uh, he, yeah, 100 yards and a touchdown, he, he should have had another 40-yard touchdown. Like, Heineke just got sacked, but, like, he was open for, like, he should have had 150 yards and two touchdowns. So, I love Dotson. You know, we talk about how wide receivers get going late. A lot of rookies get going late. Wide receiver rookies I'm talking about. It's, what's crazy about Dotson is, although he wasn't really getting a ton of the volume to start the season, like, he was just good immediately. Like, I mean, I week think he, one, has, like, he has, like, the most touchdowns of any rookie, I think, right now, rookie receiver. I could, I could be and he wrong, missed, like, he a had, month. He has a bunch. Yeah. yeah, he has six. Like, week one, he just, like, had two touchdowns. And you're like, wow. And then, like, the next week, he had another <laughs> touchdown. And then he, he's been, like, very good. Every time he's on the field. Yeah. And he, I mean, the reason that Giants Washington game was a tie was really because he had made an incredible play at the end of score. Oh, yeah. All right. So we're all, we're all on Dotson. All right. I'm going back to the well here with the showdown time question from Seth. Hold on. Hold on now, Danny. <laughs> Arms up. Danny. Okay. It is the Jahan Dotson showdown time. Yeah. Dotson. Back to the well with Seth, baby. Seth, of the 18 vice presidents oh, who have God. run for president, how many lost? <laughs> of the 18 vice this presidents. This is like, dude, I'm like, I feel that I'm pretty good at Jeopardy, but then like, in order to be really good at Jeopardy, in order to get over the hump, you have to know president shit because they fucking ant- like incessantly ask president questions in the show. And it's like my Achilles heel. I don't know jack shit about presidents. So all that being said, I don't know. Uh, let's see. So how many 18 have run for president? Yeah, 18 vice presidents have run for president. How many lost? I have my answer. I guess I'm ready to. Okay. Three, two, one, go. (laughs) Oh my God. We're all very clustered. Craig said 14. Yep. I said 12. Dika said 11. But we're all going to be way off. The answer is 12. Oh, let's go. Right on the money. Damn it, John Dotson. Yeah. I get Dotson. Nice one, Heifetz. Heifetz redeemed himself for getting the negative points last last one. Yeah, it's big time. Okay, so this makes it difficult for me and Craig because there's just like uh, a bunch of shots in the dark. You don't want KG Osborne? No, I can't do it. 16 targets. I mean, obviously, like, he's a little bit down the line. I would still be willing to put him in a waiver just in case, but like, I'm still going with Elijah Moore, I guess, just because, number one, I believe in the talent. He's been playing more of late. He's kind of worked his way back into like the starter's job. 10 targets week 14, 7 targets, 51 yards receiving uh, this past week, even with, uh, even with Zach Wilson you know, still looking very shaky at quarterback. Here's the thing. If you had to play Elijah Moore this week, the Jets, You're kind of in dire straits if you have to play any of these players, well, to be honest. I know, but, but I'm just saying, just play the Jaguars. It's on Thursday. Does that change anything about it? Like, oh, I got to play Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson on Thursday. No, because I don't think there's anybody I'd have like more confidence in. The, a couple other players I would mention, Craig. Maybe you could do your pick, and then we'll talk about other guys. 
This is so lame. DK is going to hate me. Matt Collins. I'm just going to take Matt Collins. <laughs> They're playing the Steelers on Christmas Eve you, night. Craig. Mac the Halls. Let's do it. <laughs> Mac the Halls. Uh, I kept getting tagged by people when Matt Collins scored a touchdown this last week. Mac the Halls with Bows of Hollins. And he dropped a big pass too in that <laughs> Raiders game. I'll be at that Steelers Raiders game. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah. It's going to be seven degrees. Sounds fun. He had a touchdown, right? This last week? I, can't, I'm, he did. I may be misremembering. Anyway. I like that one, Craig. That's fine. I'm not going to do it, but you can do it. Rashid Shahid for the Saints is quietly like turning into a big playmaker for them. Three straight weeks now with 50-plus yards. His snap rate has gone up every week. He's over 70% snaps since last week for the Saints. Um, he's pretty much reliant on big plays, but he's been showing the ability to make big plays. So I don't know. Like Again, you're kind of getting into like almost all these players that you're going to be throwing in there are highly volatile. The K.J. Osborne's. You know, Noah Brown, potentially for the Cowboys. Russell Gage is still out there for the Buccaneers. Wait, did you say Chris Moore for the Texans? I had him on my list as well. Beggars can't be choosers. I would probably take him ahead of Shahid and guys. But again, basically, John Dotson's a really good option. And the rest of these guys, it's like, take your life in your hands. I still think think Moore is probably the second best option. I think Russell Gage is not bad. Julio Jones is hurt again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good luck. I mean, don't play these people is the point. Sweat. You mean armpit tears of weakness brought about by poor deodorant choices? Say goodbye to that salty river that floweth from your underarm with Old Spice Swagger Antiperspirant. Made for 24-7 sweat protection with daily use and an undeniable smell of cedarwood and lime. Mmm. Giving you the confidence you need to quit your job, move to a remote island, and spend your days frolicking with dolphins. Old Spice Swagger Antiperspirant. Shop Old Spice now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, tight end. Yeah. I assume we all have Jawan Johnson as number one. For He's the back, baby. Back yeah. from the ankle injury. Two touchdowns. Looks good. Uh, there's two tight ends right now with seven-plus touchdowns this season. Travis Kelsey, Jawan Johnson. And not only that, Jawan Johnson has seven touchdowns in his last seven weeks. Also, yeah, well, in that stretch, the only person that has more touchdowns than Jawan jo- Johnson is A.J. Brown. Like literally, it's AJ Brown and then like five people tied for seven touchdowns. I'm sure nothing like, could go wrong this next week with Juwan Johnson in your starting line. We we have been saying that every single week though, and he just keeps scoring. He had a and, goose egg <laughs> against the 49ers. The 49ers are a great defense, especially in that middle of the field area. But otherwise, he has double digit points in five of his last seven games. Um, so including that 49ers game, so like he's been pretty consistent when he's in there. I mean, yeah, he's got the seven touchdowns in a row. So just pick him up, put him in, and then. When you Enjoy lose those two touchdowns. Yes. Well, no, when you lose because he breaks his touchdown streak. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Because it's like almost yeah, a it's tough. So, so yeah. Jawan Johnson time. Shut it up, is time, baby. the Jawan Johnson, Danny. Hi, not, not, yeah, not sorry. paying attention. Jawan Johnson showdown time. So I was looking at questions. We got producer Jesse putting up the hands and Hyphens is just like spacing out. We're about to, we're gonna place you replace you with Jesse soon if you don't participate. What? <laughs> this is like talking to kids. If you don't participate. 
All right, one of these Get questions from Seth. I I, I want to ask you another yeah, one from really? Seth. All right. Yeah, I do. I'm doing the Seth trio. Is I'm Seth like Seth your trifecta. cousin? What's up? What Seth are we doing? is our. Well, he sent like a good mix of like normie questions, but like they're actually thought provoking. <laughs> like it's a good mix of like not like how many bees are there? I like I like, like these questions. I like this. I, they Seth are good questions. Funny. He sent how a lot of good ones. How many bees are there? It's. I think these oh, are still thought-provoking, but they're middle of the road. It's not like how old is Sam Jackson, but it's, yeah, exactly. Hyphus right. has me thinking about the bee die-off now. Just how many millions of bees have died lately. God. It's an alarming rate. Yes. Why are the bees dying? Oh, that is the God. question. How, how long you got, Craig? Chemicals. It's actually a huge problem. Yeah, okay. chemicals. We'll get into answer. it. We'll get into it later. I, I, uh, That's uh, for another that's for our, when we do the fantasy rewatchables at the end of the year, most unanswerable question will be what's happening to all the bees. <laughs> oh, no, the unanswerable question is what do we do about it? You want space or geography? Geography. How many U.S. states border Canada? But well, we got to answer this quick. You got like ten seconds. <sighs> oh God. Okay, so put it in the put it in the uh, thing here. Oh God. Three, two, one, send. Ah, I even said I oh, the same sh- thing. You can't. I both said eleven. <laughs> I said nine. Thirteen. Dang. Ooh, I was trying to think of like. There's got to be like New England states plus like Michigan and. Minnesota. So we need to do a runoff here, and I have the perfect question for it because I've always, I've wanted to ask this question that I um, I know the answer to now, but I don't want to be okay. Okay. For who is it for? For Juwan Johnson. Mm-hmm. How many grapes are needed to make one bottle of wine? <laughs> See, that's a great <laughs> question. One wow. bottle? That's yes. A, that's a great oh, boy. Question. Oh my God. Uh, I, I, I somebody an asked us this. We were, in a ro- we were in a car trip like a month ago, and it's just like make one organically bottle? came up. Yeah, bottle of wine. How many grapes? I have, I have my answer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, all right. Okay. Three, two, one, go. I was way too high, probably. I said 750. Craig said 300. Or, sorry, Hyvitz said 300. Both in the right realm. Hyvitz is closer. It's 400 grapes to make one bottle. Ah, of wow. Yeah. Damn it. I felt like I was going to be too high. Woo! Jawan and Dotson. That's a hell of a waiver. That's not very efficient. 400 grapes for one bottle. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It's like the, it, you, 400 grapes sounds like a lot, but when you look at a bushel of gra- or a bundle of grapes, it's like, it's like that scene in Dodgeball when he opens the briefcase and it's just like the one band of money. And it's like, yeah, $10,000. <laughs> not as much as it looks like in the movies. Right. <laughs> I was wondering if there was like additional rounds of like grapes that you need to like, that would be like way more than you think or whatever. But yeah, it just, it just makes sense. So DK, who are you taking second? So second, I'm going to go with Chigakwakwo, Yeah. Uh, for the Titans, who had has had three pretty Solid game straight here. He's four. good, man. I like him. He's explosive. Fantastic. He like he he creates these like, big plays for them. Um, obviously he's kind of competing with Austin Hooper to like get targets and stuff in this offense. And much like I was, perhaps that's why I identify with him. Ooh, there you go. Austin Hooper is Craig's bully from middle school. Not bully, <laughs> just adversary in intramural sports and right, little right. league baseball. Mm-hmm. The only I guess like red flag here I have for for Quanquo going forward is if Traylon Burks comes back. They're a little bit redundant, at least the things, some of the things they're doing in this offense. And the thought is, like, if if Burks comes back, like, Okonkwo is going back to the bench. Man, if I were the Titans, I would try and play the two of them as yeah. much as I could because they are the two most explosive players on the team. Agree, a hundred percent agree. I think that I think he's got, they've got big plans for him in the future. I'm very excited about what he can do going down the line, um, but he's going to be volatile. 
For me, I don't know. God, what a crappy day for me. I won the first trivia and then I got last in the last two. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Tyler Conklin. I know CJ Uzama had two touchdowns, but Conklin just runs a ton of routes and yeah. plays way more snaps. And I think Conklin like, or I think uh, Uzama had like two targets, two touchdowns. So I'll, I'll go with the weekly Conklin dart throw. There you go. I think Jalen Hurts broke his collarbone. What? What? In practice? No, in the game. NFL Network, Tom Pelissero. Jalen Hurts, they're calling it a sprained throwing shoulder. Some kind of shoulder injury. Not oh, considered no. long-term. So I guess it's not a collarbone. And Schefter, yeah. Schefter's uh, uncertain to play versus Cowboys. Sprained shoulder. So Gardner Minshew might be playing. Oh, my God. So he's done for the year? No, 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 no. The, the Eagles are saying right now it's not a long-term injury. Uncertain to play Saturday. So he's probably out for Saturday. Got well, it. Beyond that, we okay. don't know. Okay. Jeez, you got, I just got so scared there that like that he was going to be out for the entire. Well, God, it's too. lucky they're as good as they are because now they can. So just to be really... clear, not a broken collarbone. Sorry. Okay. I, there was okay. a lot of mixed confusion at the beginning. So this is going to be interesting because people had kind of forgotten about Minshew. Garden. You know, there's Minshew mania for a minute there and then he just turned into a backup and everyone forgot about him. Simmons believes he's like a starter quality player. I'm kind of excited to see this. Hopefully he'll end up with a team next year that'll actually play him. The Eagles have Dallas, New Orleans, and the Giants. That's their final three games. Oh Dallas, God, that's, that's a crazy. tough. It's a tough one. Wow. All right. Well, we can. Uh, what <laughs> I don't remember nuts. what hurt. What play did he get hurt on? I don't know. So Jalen Hurts got hit a lot in this game, but there was one where he stayed down longer. And I saw this quote that basically Jordan Mailata, the left tackle, was said. The one that scared me, he just laid there. I ran over and said, "Jalen, stay down." And Hurts said. Pick me the fuck up. And I said, yes, sir. <laughs> nice. Oh, man. That's crazy. Hopefully it's not too long. Yeah. It's nice. It makes me love Jalen Hurts. Oh, Pick hell yeah. Me the fuck He's like, up. got to be one of the like most likable and watchable players in the league right now. That's yeah. so sick. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. He comes back. All right. Wait. Fantasy defense streamers. I mean, if yeah, Cowboys defense, that's even better versus the Eagles. Uh, but ones that are available, Tennessee. If they're playing, like they're playing Houston this week, probably looked better when Tennessee didn't just give the Cowboys and Chiefs like actual games back to back. So I don't even know anymore. Is that even still a good matchup? I don't know. But like in theory, the Titans' defense against the uh, Texans is good. The Browns are playing the Saints. It's like the Browns' defense just looks like way better. And then also, dude, the Saints kind of suck. Mm. So I don't know what you guys think about that. I mean, it's a little bit dicey, but like, dude, the Saints kind of can't move the ball. Yeah. And then. Another one I don't know what to do with, but the Chargers play the Colts, again, with these whack fantasy scoring defenses, like the way that Matt Ryan takes sacks. <laughs> again, the fact that the Colts, like, like the fact that the, the Chargers could allow like 39 points, but if you just sack Matt Ryan a bunch, I don't know, man. Like that seems kind of enticing. Uh, and then the Jaguars playing the Jets. With Zach Wilson, there's that football. Did you see some of the ducks that Zach Wilson threw up? Like the prayers? We just oh. launched a ball that should have been picked. Oh, my God. Michael Carter caught one of them. He's like ran yeah. under it like it was like a fly ball. Somebody made a great point about Zach Wilson. Like if you compiled all of his highlights, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But then if you actually watch him, all of the plays that aren't highlights are horrific. Mm. That's why the Jets are sticking with him. They believe in his talent, but high highs, low lows. Yeah. yeah. Way more lows versus highs. One of them, one of his throws, he was like trying to avoid getting sacked and it actually looked like he said, Kareem! And like threw it over behind his <laughs> shoulder. And yeah, somehow Michael Carter caught it. But yeah, I, I think the Jaguars, you could do worse. I saw somewhere, I can't, sorry, I don't have the stat in front of me, but his like adjusted completion percentage in this game was like all, here, here it was. 
Zach Willis is Rich Kamini uh, from ESPN. Is it Samini or Kamini? If it's, do you know? Samini. Samini. Zach Wolf- Wilson's off target rate was 35%, actually worse than his infamous game at New England, which is 35%. That ranks <laughs> 434th out of 442 individual passing performances. Wow. So that, he was just as bad what? as ever. In other words, that's what? Yeah. Like, what is I, I dude, that's so honestly sad. like when, when they announced that Mike White had an injury and he was not going to play, I was like, this is bullshit. They're like, pretending to bench him but it, it it sounds like his injury is like legit like it could puncture his lung or something like that if he played so the doctors really are holding him back mm-hmm. um i thought that i thought the jets were like okay here's our opportunity zach wilson's gonna go back in he's gonna win back the job and we're not gonna look like idiots or whatever but nope no i think that they wanted i mean they needed to win that game i know i know it was a momentary conspiracy theory for me low stakes we don't do this very much but kickers it's december it's like almost New Year's and like the amount of wind and weather that starts to affect kickers. Two kickers I want to throw out there that they might not be available, but you should check. Graham Gano for the Giants. They're playing the Vikings. Vikings have allowed the most points to kickers this year because their defense sucks. And they're in a dome. The Vikings have a dome. Cam Dicker the kicker for the Chargers. Nice. Playing the Colts this week in a dome. <laughs> Go Did get you say dome Dicker kickers. Kicker? Yes, yeah, that's what they call the kicker. Guys, I was late to the pod because I was too busy tweeting about a guy named uh, Dick Bong. Major Dick Bong from uh, Dick World Bong? War II. World War II fighter ace ran across this name on, on Instagram. Oh, because you're deep in like Cloyce Box territory yeah, on yeah, yeah, Twitter yeah. right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Major Dick Bong. And uh, I tweeted it. And then, of course, Roger Sherman, he, he replied. He said, oh, I've already written an entire article about this guy. Of course he has. Major Dick Bong. <laughs> One of the all one of the great American fighter pilot aces of World War II. Richard Bong was my father. Call me Dick. <laughs> Call me Major Dick Bong. So, so this is so funny because like Cloyce Box, obviously, he was like a war hero and came back. He had uh he built like a billion dollar business. He had like this like m- massive fortune. He's just like a scion of industry. And <laughs> it came up that like uh my buddy Scott Barrett was like, every every person from the World War II era, like their biography reads like this. Got Got injured in World War II four times, but survived, killed all the Nazis, killed 35 Nazis, came back, set up a billion dollar business, has a 10 children. They're all like it's, every freaking person from that era had like the most incredible life story. I swear to God. <laughs> if you just started a business in the late 1940s, you You're were a golden. billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is it now? One out of like what? Five small businesses fail. And then it was like 11 out of 10 succeed. <laughs> Just the greatest generation, guys. Cloyce Box, Dick Bong, Major Dick Bong. Anyway, <laughs> Ivan, continue with your kickers. No, that's it. That's fine. Okay. I can't beat that. All right. All right. That's all we got. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to Jesse for production help. Thank you, Dick Bong. Thank you, Cloyce Box. <laughs> Ma- that's Major Dick Bong. Pal. Sorry, Major Dick Bong. I'm sorry. I don't mean to steal his valor. Thank Major you, Dick Lauren. Bong. Lauren. Thank you, Coolio. RIP. Dick Bong. Major Dick Bong. Hyphen. What did Roger write about Dick Bong? Sorry, Major Dick Bong. I apologize. He didn't work his way up the ranks to be called Mr. Bong. <laughs> Major Dick. Get over here. Oh, my God. There's apparently... So we, I got a ton of responses to this Major Dick Bong thing because there is a recreation area in Wisconsin called the Bong Recreation Area named after Stop. Dick Bong. That, that is special. <laughs> Dick Bong was unfortunately killed. 
He was killed during a training exercise. Yeah, he was 24 when he passed away, it looks like. He oh, was killed. Oh, oh. So he was killed on the same day. He was killed during almost World War II when the atomic bomb hit Japan. And on wow. the Los Angeles Times, it was it literally the, the headline is atomic bomb hits Japan. And then the next like subhead, which is just barely smaller, is jet plane explosion kills Major Bong. Like he was really famous, Major Dick Bong. Atomic Bong. There we go. Sorry. Too soon? Too soon? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's been almost, it's been 100 years. I know, but something about getting years. specific made it less funny. Okay. All right. Well, apologies to the Bong family. He sounded like a hero. Here's, here's a subhead. GMC plans major plant extension here. A major Dick Bong plant extension, if you will. I'm really confused about <laughs> what, what this timeline was. Sorry. He, he was an ace in World War II, but he didn't, he only, he died like right after coming home, basically. He was, he was being a test pilot. He was oh, flying jet. He was oh, he was test piloting jets. Gotcha. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very sad story, but also American hero. You guys, I have you talked about that first question from Seth was about when was the first canned beer made? I just looked it up. Can you guys guess what the beer was? What type of beer was canned? I mean, the fact that you want us to guess, is it like a sour or something that you didn't think would exist? Are you talking talking brand? Yes. What brand? Miller. I've never even heard of this. Maybe I'm it? in the dark. It, Kruger's Cream Ale was the first canned beer. <laughs> cream Ale? The fuck? <laughs> okay. Kruger's Cream Ale. It's not even in business. Went out of business in the 60s. <laughs> well, maybe that's why you don't know about it, Craig. <laughs> Gottfried Kruger <laughs> Brewing Company is the name. Gottfried? Gottfried Kruger Brewing Company. Gottfried Kruger, famous World War II hero. Had, uh, he, was, he killed 75 <laughs> Came Nazis. back, started, started canning <laughs> beers. <laughs> Billionaire. I'm looking now. This company, this guy started, Gottfried Kruger started his company in 1858. It went out of oh, business in 1960. Shit. And Craig is like, man, couldn't even make it to 2022 with a loser. He killed a bunch of Nazis in his 90s. Well, what, I mean, he must he have was. really screwed up if he was around for 100 years and blew it. And he was the first guy to can a beer. <laughs> I know, I right? Prohibition probably didn't help. I feel like he had a head start being around oh, wait, for 100 no, that, years. Oh, wait. That's how this, that, oh my God, I'm so mad. They, the first, it's it's saying here 1933. The, the canned beers came out because of prohibition. Yeah, right. That feels like a really obvious guess now in retrospect. Well, prohibition ended what in the 30s? 30, yeah, something like that. I don't know. I, forget, I haven't watched Peaky Blinders in a while. It's actually so wild. Like, when you really think about it, it's so wild that there was prohibition. You want to know my hot take? It should be illegal. <laughs> God damn it, Chris. <laughs> Craig wants us to fucking eat humans, but not drink alcohol. Well, Honestly, give me one. I'm the only with, reason I'm why we Craig. drink alcohol is because we've always drank it. <laughs> and we no. don't know what to do with our no, hands. False. It, because it's fun and it makes you feel good. It's poison. To a, to a point. It's, it's literal it's, poison. <laughs> it is. You know when you get drunk, you know what that is? Your body's dying, shutting Half, down. Craig, 75% of the food we eat is poison. That's bad too. But like, but but DK, <laughs> your argument, what is the difference between alcohol and all the other drugs? It's like yes. all the other drugs. It's also like, well, it's fun. But it feels good. Like everyone's like, don't smoke cigarettes. It's bad for you. But anyway, let's you go ever, grab a drink. You ever listened to music and, and drank before? It's great. <laughs> you ever looked up at the stars at night? Three whiskeys deep? I mean, come on. Anyway. 1920 to 1933 is prohibition. Wild. I'll refine this take and come out later on the hottest take. No, you don't need to refine it. it. Just do it on the hottest. It's ready. This take actually makes me angry. <laughs> it's ready. <laughs> That's like why your, that's your, a good cannibalism, take. your cannibalism take, I can handle. This one, oh. I, I will not abide. Okay. We need prohibition back is pretty good. Good God. 
I've been wondering if we should have like rehab centers for phone. I would like a phone rehab. I mean, that's an idea. That's not a hot take. That's a good idea. Right. (laughs) That's like, like, we can all agree. That's true. (laughs) How long do we all get to just like acknowledge to ourselves in a hundred percent seriousness? I am addicted to my phone until we actually treat it like an addiction. Hi, Fitz. What would you say? What's more destructive to the human body? Well, actually, I'm not going to say this. This is. (laughs) (laughs) Were you going to say like social media or alcohol? alcohol. (laughs) It's obviously alcohol. But in moderation, Maybe not. I think the actual, I don't, I, I think that I actually can drink in moderation. I don't actually know if I can use my phone in moderation. Right. I've tried. Mm. Well, it's, it's hard, hard to quantify the negative aspects of a phone right, just right now. You know, no, it's not. Do. I have screen time, Craig. It's like super quantifiable <laughs> and it's disgusting. Yeah, God they're tracking not, everything. God created the heavens and the earth and I spent a quarter of my day looking at this goddamn phone. Yeah, what makes you feel better? Like six course lights or just diving into TikTok for 20 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> Either way, you come out of it and you're like, why did I even do that? We need a word for that, the phone hangover, when you're like, why did I just spend three hours? It's on been an hour. Or it's like, yes. you're, th- this is an experience I've had many, many times. Heifetz, I'm sure you have too. Like I'm on deadline. I have like two hours until I need to fucking file this thing. And then I spend 45 minutes just like flicking through well, Twitter. No, sci- well, that's the thing about the phones is like uh, people, they're finding all these new mass habits and a lot of them developed during the pandemic, but there's something called, uh, I forget the term for it, uh, but basically- Procrastination? F- what? Procrastination? Oh, no, it's like the opposite, actually. It's like mm. you're if you go to bed at night and you kind of just start scrolling forever for like half an hour, an hour before you go to bed, that there's a good name for it, but basically that's your brain reclaiming your time. Mm. And that basically, even if you have been disciplined and haven't looked at your phone all day, your brain is like craving that so much (laughs) that you just do it before you go to bed. And it's like, it's it's much more powerful than you're like, oh, I just like to scroll my phone. It's like, it is like an observable thing that they've started measuring. We're addicted to our phones. It's crazy. Well, DK, we can get together, enjoy a Kruger's cream ale. (laughs) Look at our phones. (laughs) Gottfried Kruger. Oh, man. Good stuff. All right. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>